You are listening to the Market Beautifully podcast, episode number 21. Welcome to the Market Beautifully podcast, a show where I offer marketing advice for lady entrepreneurs who crave to crack the code when it comes to getting noticed or expanding their brand online. I'm your host, Haley, and I can't wait to chat with you about what I have planned for today's episode. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning into the show. I'm so excited to spend yet another week talking to you about super strategic business tactics that you can apply and take action immediately after the episode. I started this podcast four months ago and it has taken off since then. We have a crazy awesome community surrounding this podcast and I have loved meeting and even Skyping with a few of you who listen to the show. So thanks so much from the bottom of my heart for making this whole podcast experience just and absolutely incredible for the Market Beautifully business, community, everything that surrounds the Market Beautifully brand. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for listening to these episodes and providing me feedback and just really diving into the content. And I've seen pictures of just pages of notes from these episodes and it makes my heart so happy. So thanks so much for being a part of this podcast community, whether I have talked to you or not. Thank you so much for listening. It really means the world. And I would love if you left a review on the podcast if you are a listener and you absolutely love it. So before we start talking with a pro stock photographer about using stock photos for marketing, I wanted to let you in on a free program I have called Convert and Monetize Your List. If you haven't heard about this program yet, then this program lasts for four days or less depending on how fast you want to go. And by the end, you'll be able to have a strategy in place that generates revenue from the existing emails you already have and every email that you get on your list from now on. If you would like to grab your free seat in this program, then go to marketbeautifully.com list because I don't want you to miss out on growing and scaling your business through email marketing. Now, I want to introduce you to Brittany Bush, who is a stock photographer who I actually met uh, from co- in college. We are talking about creative ways to use stock photography in your business and in your marketing materials because there are just so, so many. So I'll let Brittany introduce herself and how she got into the world of stock photography. Let's go chat with her. Hey, Brittany, welcome to the show. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. So today we're talking about stock photography and how we are going to use images to market better, and but not only to market better, but to make our website stand out, to make our brand stand out online, and mm-hmm. to just make everything that we put out online even more professional than it already is. So before we dive into stock photography and all the greatness of it, uh, Brittany, tell us what you do, who you are, and how you got started. Okay, well, I'm Brittany. Bush. Um, I'm a custom stock photographer, also just create collections of my own for general use. Um, And I've got started basically through seeing a need of pretty pictures and I have that talent. And where did you start with photography? Like from the very beginning, when did you start taking pictures? Oh, I started taking photos a long time ago, like at a summer church camp and progressed through college and till now out of college because you've had your own photography business right mm-hmm. like yes before that's then, correct even, not even stock photography related like weddings engagements mm-hmm. stuff like that correct and I still do a portrait photography business um, it's just not my 
main focus. It's more of a side job that I do. Right. Just when people need it and stuff. That's cool. Correct. Because um, we actually used to work uh, at a newspaper together for all of you listeners yes. that didn't know that. We worked for a newspaper and she was the photographer. I was the web geek, basically. And uh, we were a really good team. We had tons of fun. Uh, yeah. She was amazing at the photography for the newspaper, <laughs> especially the sports section. So, and for all you non-photographers, sports is really, really hard to photograph. Like, I love sports. <laughs> it's crazy hard, but yeah, it's it. She had so much fun with it. So, um, and then you mentor. transition, <laughs> yeah, and then you transition more into stock photography when you graduated, and that was a year ago. You've been doing stock yes. photography for about a year, right? Um, yes, more in like the past few months. Um, I really focused on it. Mm-hmm. And that's just because um, my husband is military and having like a f- portrait job when you're moving around is so hard to build up clientele. Mm-hmm. And stock is all online and that's so much easier. And I'm still really passionate about it. Mm-hmm. So. It's just easier for my current living situation. Yeah, it's a very smart business move on your part, for sure. So you deal with a lot of clients. We have You have custom clients, but you don't only have custom photography clients. You also just sell digital downloads. So it, people can go on your website and they can purchase just generic stock photos, no custom product or custom service in there, um, but they have two options. So there are, you, can, you see a ton of different ways that your clients use your stock photos, which is what we're going to cover. And I want to start with Pinterest first because we all know Pinterest is the platform that we all have to put our, our best foot forward whenever it comes to photography because Pinterest is so insanely visual. How have you seen your clients use Pinterest for uh, with all of the stock photography that they have? Um, a lot of it is they'll put their own text over top one of the photos that I've taken, highlighting a blog or something that they've written or just business tips even that will link back to their mm-hmm. social profile for Pinterest. So a lot of the clients will use their stock for Pinterest um, just overlaying their text or a little bit about who they are um, to draw in the different audience that they are specifically targeting. Right. Do you see a lot of your clients use faces or flat lays? I feel like flat lays are just become so much more popular over the past two to three years. I feel like I've seen this trend and a lot of marble. Obviously, I see tons of marble. (laughs) Um, But I see a a lot of people on Pinterest actually don't use faces, which is really interesting to me. And then I started doing some more research on it, and it shows that if you use a face in your image on Pinterest, it actually gets repinned less compared to a image that doesn't have a face in it, which is, I mean, it's actually a really good thing because if you don't Mm -hmm. take your own photos, then that's perfect because you can easily get a stock photo, a free stock photo or a paid stock photo. Right. Yeah, to use on your Pinterest account for all your pins. Yeah, I think a lot of the is it covers a wider audience too. And so you're not like specifically excluding or including even a certain type of people maybe. I don't know. I think it just appeals to a wider audience in a general sense. Yeah, for sure. So Pinterest, we can use 
pins, image for pins, is there any other way that you see uh, people use stock photography on their Pinterest accounts? Um, I'll, I mean, even just office inspiration I've seen, um, mm -hmm. maybe not necessarily out of my own, but that's what I've seen a lot of stock photos for is like office inspiration or just colors that fit their scheme are okay. just some of the ways I've seen too. So using stock photos to kind of gather inspiration for not only office stuff, but just branding and business in general. I know for me, I see a lot of stock photography used for board covers. Board covers are a very hot yeah. topic right now, actually, because a lot of people are saying, should we focus on our board covers or should we not? Because Pinterest is changing all the time, kind of annoying, but board cover <laughs> dimensions, the sizes are just mm -hmm. constantly changing. So people are debating, should you worry about board cover should you not for all of my clients I do some Pinterest management for several clients and I'm always doing board covers just because I love the way it looks I love the professional look of it for me I personally I also do board covers and I use stock photography for mm -hmm. my board covers and I just love the, the way it looks I'm just kind of obsessed with it so Pinterest stock photography board covers it's it's awesome I agree it definitely gives like a uniform look also if all your board yes. covers look very similar and mm -hmm. clean and I am more gravitated toward a clean board mm -hmm. um, just your outline of mm -hmm. the boards that you have I will go look at them because they the cover is nice <laughs> yes and on Pinterest you only have a few seconds if that to impress someone like whenever they see your profile if they even land on your profile you have maybe two to three seconds to impress them to really impress them exactly otherwise they're going to click off they're not going to follow you so you really need to make sure that you've leveraged your board covers you need to make sure that you've really been using stock photography to your advantage because there's so many awesome even free stock photography images out there but also online shops that are super affordable like Britney's for instance but also we'll definitely get into options later on that way I can leave you with some places that you can go to look at for stock photography but take advantage because Pinterest is so visual and you only have a few seconds to really impress people so let's move on to Facebook I I know Pinterest is super visual Fa Facebook mm -hmm. is not as visual but it's still a really really important platform that we have to wow people because on oh Facebook, yeah it's so fast. Everything's so fast on Facebook. Um, so how would you suggest utilizing stock photography on Facebook? So a lot of it, if you have like a page or a group on Facebook, you have those cover photos now. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a great way to, you know, you can overlay with text and get your message about your brand. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the first things people are going to see when they click on your page, like, okay, this is the direction that they're going with their stock. And even in your groups, I see all the time people posting pictures with text overlay, and that draws your eye to what their message is mm -hmm. from their stock, because I'm going to look at a photo and not text. Right. Right. And uh, I have seen a lot and not only Facebook group covers, but then personal group covers and I are not mm -hmm. personal group covers, personal page covers. I think that's what you're talking about. Are you talking about Facebook pages or Facebook profiles? The pages Mm -hmm. Facebook pages. Yeah, I 
I have seen a lot of really awesome Facebook page covers recently, but also if you are involved in a lot of Facebook groups, then using your personal profile to your advantage, so using stock photography and having your website overlaid on there or your logo or something that's branded, that way if you are involved in a lot of Facebook groups, a lot of people stalk you. Like there are some awesome stalkers out there. (laughs) And like me, I am a stalker. So I can go over to your Facebook profile and immediately I will see your brand. And yeah, I know it is your personal profile. So this is totally optional. But if you are involved in a lot of Facebook groups, it may be something worth considering because I mean, you want as many eyeballs on that website URL as possible. Mm -hmm. So What I've noticed too, more people, if they're in like the entrepreneur groups or whatever type of group that you're in, Mm -hmm. they've created another account that's, it's personal, but it's more like toward their business instead of like all their friends and family account, which I've been noticing. And it makes sense because then when people stalk you, you're not just seeing pictures of your dog, which I have all photos of my dog on my personal account. And they don't want to see that. They want to see what I offer them too. Right. Yeah. Which is hard. I feel like it's a fine line for me because I know my friends more than they don't care about my business. They don't care about marketing, which I'm obsessed with. I nerd out on, but (laughs) not everyone does and that's okay. I guess I'm still coming, you know, to, (laughs) to accept it, but whatever. Uh, So I don't, I can't blow up all my personal friends like from college or high school or family. I can't blow up all my marketing posts to them. So I've considered making another Facebook. It's just so much more work and I don't have time for that. So it's just, that's kind of where I'm at with that right now. But Facebook personal profile covers, Facebook page covers, and then Facebook group covers. I know I have a Facebook group and you're in the group. It's called a Mm -hmm. Joyful Pursuit Community. If you want to join uh, the group, Tabitha and I both run it together. Tabitha was in episode 15 on the podcast and that group is the joyfulpursuit.co slash community. So feel free to head on over there and uh, join. But we have a pretty awesome group board cover and we use stock photography and I just, I love the way the stock photography just kind of gives the vibe of the group. I feel like Mm -hmm. it just sets the tone. So it's it's such a great way to use it on Facebook. Is there any other ways to use stock photography that you've seen creatively besides cover photos? Even just the Facebook ads I've seen before mm-hmm. too, if ads are something that you want to pursue, mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to get a, it's going to pull the audience that you want without being so specific, like with faces and stuff. Right. Um, I think it's going to clearly say like, hey, this is what I offer and this is what you want. Yeah. And with Facebook ads, I know a lot of people, they don't just want to buy a free stock photography photo because Mm -hmm. if someone, a lot of people look at the free stock photography websites, it's not just you, it's everyone. Everyone (laughs) are on those websites getting photos. So more than likely that free stock photo has been seen by a lot of people. You are going to be wanting something more custom, especially if you're investing money in this ad. So I would definitely recommend not just getting, grabbing a free stock photo, unless it is just absolutely perfect and you feel like no one's ever seen this before. Uh, But you want something more branded for sure. You want, I would consider, just consider if it's within your budget, reaching out to an affordable, if Again, that's in your budget, you know, just I don't want you to go over budget on these ads, but just thinking about going a more custom route whenever it comes to the Facebook 
ad, but stock photography, if you, you can really portray that message because on a Facebook ad, I believe it was researched, especially if you have a video, you get more time, but if it's just an image ad, then you only get three seconds to really impress them to really grab their attention. If that depends on how fast they scroll, they may scroll really fast and then you only get one. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. So Facebook ads, that's a, that's a really great point. Using stock photography for graphics on Facebook. So if you have a Facebook group, I use it for the weekly prompts. Love, mm. love, love, love the weekly prompt graphics, um, but also just announcements. So when I go on Facebook Live, I use stock photography and then I overlay text, hey, I'm going live at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time or something along those lines. And I usually have like a stock photography with headphones or a coffee or something that kind of relays come chat with me. That way it's super a chill vibe, not, uh, you know, you have to be all done up and then we're going to have some super right. important conversation. Like, I just want to hang out with you, grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine or whatever. So that's Amen. kind of the message I want to relay. And I can do that with stock photography without having to tell them. And that's, right. that's a cool thing to do. So graphics, those are pretty big. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it definitely gives the what I love about stock is it can go both ways of like a very casual, mm -hmm. but also very clean business. Yes. And it doesn't even matter like the type of image that it is almost, it can convey either one just mm -hmm. depending on your text. Yes, for sure. Now, Instagram. Instagram is kind of like Pinterest. It's, it's along those lines, except Instagram has a lot less text and it's less call to action heavy. So Instagram is all images. That's all it is. And uh, stock photography is so crucial whenever it comes to Instagram. I don't know about you. If you are creating all the stock photography yourself, like if you're actually taking every single snapshot for your Instagram, you may feel like ripping your hair out right now. And if you do, that's okay because I have been there. I have <laughs> wanted to rip my hair out because I'm taking every photo for my Instagram. That's insane. Um, now that I either purchase or I grab free stock photos, I'm telling you, my life has been so much better because I'm saving so much time out of my day and these stock photography images, they really represent my brand. And you can find a lot of stock photography out there that just really fits your brand and find that photographer that you really like. But um, stock photography will just save you so much time. How have you seen stock photography used for Instagram? On a daily basis. <laughs> I mean, any, especially like, Co online coaches that I know mm -hmm. and that I follow, almost all of their posts are stock. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you know, minus the occasional, like maybe personal photos or something, right. but most of them are just saying like, hey, and it doesn't even have to be selling something. It's just pretty images on their Instagram right. feed that make me want to go click on who they are. <laughs> Mm -hmm. How do you see that their photography kind of relays to their brand? I mean, color scheme or just it fits their personality. Um, yeah. It's they stay true to who they are. They don't try too hard with the photos that they pick. Mm -hmm. um, all the people that I follow are really smart with their photos. Mm -hmm. um, they pick things that are consistent and like the text that they use also like it's not weird with the photos. Right. I know that sounds like a minuscule thing, but typography is very important. Oh, yes, it definitely is. It's huge. Yeah, and I it know needs a lot to of people stay. that use so much cursive in their typography, but it's not even the good cursive, it's the bad cursive, and it's so hard to read. And I know that everyone thinks cursive letters are just the, so pretty, 
but sometimes they are incredibly hard to read and it's just better to do a serif font or like Leto right. or Helvetica or something similar to that. So yeah. And then it also can mess up the stock photography as well if you're giving off a certain vibe. Exactly. And sometimes it can just be too distracting. Like mm-hmm. if it doesn't flow well together, those are very minuscule things, but I see them and they turn me off. <laughs> yeah. No, they definitely turn me off too. I know for me on my feed, I use a lot of pinks and mm-hmm. it's actually funny because my whole brand is pink. It's like a maroon and then a light pink. I hate pink. I hate the color pink, but that's my brand and that's kind of funny to me, but I like the colors that I chose. I don't even know how they came about, but I guess I'm the pink girl, but I love finding these stock photography images and I feel like I typically gravitate towards the photos that are kind of classy that have like wine in them or Mm -hmm. that's kind of the way I uh post like that's the kind of the pictures that I post on Instagram but when I'm on Instagram stories it's the complete opposite like I'm not all done up all the time um but it's it's very casual like I'm just hanging out with you but I feel Mm -hmm. like that's kind of what Instagram stories is all about anyways right more of the behind the scenes really casual you're a normal human (laughs) Yeah, hey, I promise I'm not pink all the time (laughs) (laughs) or super classy because I'm definitely not. (laughs) Well, I think those but those colors also just say like, hey, your brand can be like this. Like this is what we're striving for. And that's I just did a custom for someone that's it's like a teal minty blue with pinks and golds and she's such a vibrant person. Like she is so go getter. Mm -hmm. I'm inspired by her daily and um so I'm she actually just posted one of them on Facebook with text overlay and it's everything it's so great um but it's yeah especially when you know the people I guess or Mm -hmm. even through just online um and you see the stock and you're just like this is them like it is bold it is sassy it's it's them right so it makes a difference yeah it does And that's what's so great about having a custom photographer. And even if they're not super expensive, they range in prices. Oh my goodness. I know Mm -hmm. some that, I mean, it's about $2,000 for a package of five custom stock photography images. But then there are others that are all the way to $100 for a custom photography. So, you know, it just ranges in price. So Instagram, you mentioned using the plan app. Yes, I am obsessed with that app Mm -hmm. and it keeps... Because I like clean profiles and I like to see what I've already posted Mm -hmm. and how what I want to post matches it. Even if it's a little off, I want like the consistency because I want to show Mm -hmm. people that their stock can be consistent with their Instagram feeds. Mm -hmm. And I find it pretty. (laughs) So that's just my love. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, we actually, I actually interviewed Christy Lawrence, uh, who created the app plan on this podcast, and she talks all about the hashtag library on plan and the visual drag and drop feature. It's just, I'm telling you, it's amazing, but let's say you ordered either custom stock photography or you bought stock photography or you got a lot of free stock photography on the plan app, you can dump all of these pictures on the app. And then you can drag and drop on the app where you want these pictures to go. So you can craft the custom feed where exactly where you want everything to be. Drag and drop and make sure that it's all laid out perfectly just the way you like it on the plan app. It is so amazing, I'm telling you. And it's planned with two N's, so it's P-L-A-N-N. But 
love, love, love using the plan app. I use it on a daily basis. It just keeps my life together and makes me smile a lot more. <laughs> and you don't have to keep track of your hashtags. Like oh. all mine are pre-programmed because I'm like, what yes. did I use? What have I been using? Mm -hmm. And it's a lot easier just to copy and paste. <laughs> yeah. And let's say you're a photographer and you you post pictures of weddings or you post pictures of engagements or you post pictures of portrait. Well, you can have all these different hashtag groups inside the plant app. So if you have a wedding post that a recent image from a wedding, you can copy that hashtag set of just your wedding and then have, you know, hashtag wedding photography, hashtag local wedding photography or whatever your hashtags are. Then if you post an engagement set, then you can have that specific hashtag set. So it's just really neat to use. And I'm telling you, I used to use the notes section on my phone and copy and paste and it would always paste the wrong thing. And it was so annoying. And now <laughs> I just have to push one button and then my life is just, it's just so much easier because it takes five seconds now. Yeah, it's, it's great. And it really is like if you're using stock photos, you can create a story of like who you are mm -hmm. through those images. I mean, all of us need some more simplicity in our life and that's just being way more productive. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about ads because we briefly mentioned it, but let's like dive in a little bit deeper because I know some of my audience are dabbling in ads right now or they're just, they're basically just starting out. So I know it's really important that when you're paying for traffic that you have amazing stock photography that really represents your brand. We talked about the stock photography representing your personality. Like Brittany just had that client that was really super sassy like, and the stock photography represented her perfectly. That's what we want you to have whenever you have an ad or whether that be a Facebook ad, Instagram ad, Pinterest ad, whatever you're doing, we want the stock photography to really represent your brand because we don't want you going out there and paying for traffic with an image or a stock video that really doesn't say a lot about who you are and who your brand is and what it stands for. A picture can really convey that message quickly and it catches people's attention so much faster than words. It is amazing the rate of how a brain processes an image versus how a brain processes copy. It takes the brain almost four to five times as much time to actually process the words that you have than it does the actual image. I mean, it's the way our brains have been trained now that Facebook and all the social media stuff is out because we see these visual images or we see the video and we're able to process it so much faster because our brains have just been trained that way. So using stock photography that's going to represent your brand well and clearly is just, it's vital. Yeah, and you want to make sure that you're using like high res and... I don't know, good quality stock too, mm -hmm. because I've seen some that like are really blurry, even when you put it on Instagram yeah. and I can't imagine like what that would look like on a bigger than a little square. So yeah, that is a turnoff for me too. If I see a fuzzy photo, but my world also revolves around photos. So I'm a little picky about that. But it's also important because you want your brand to be very, not perfect, but you do want to be as perfect as possible whenever it comes right. to paying for traffic. I mean, if you have a blurry photo out there, then that shows that you may not care as much or you may not be focused mm -hmm. on the details, but I know you are. I know your business is focused on the details. I know whatever service or product you have, you're focused on the details. So we just want to convey that in 
every possible way we can. And that starts with right. stock photography. Oh, yeah. I mean, your image is going to be shared so much more than text will. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people have done research on it. I love Canva actually even did a research thing on it. Really? Yeah, um, it's a really cool thing. They said on Facebook that posts with an image are 70% more like shared mm-hmm. even than not. And I love the data behind that kind of stuff. I'm such a nerd, yes. I mean, I would research that stuff all Mm -hmm. the time if I could. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, and I'm honestly surprised that that 70% isn't higher, to be honest. I know. I am, too. Yeah, Uh, I'm surprised it's not about 85 to 90. That's what I would have expected. But I guess it all depends on the content you create as well. All the, like the words that are on the screen, but. Yeah, and I don't know if it's because like they're videos right now either. So what all content they're doing in that percentage is. Yeah, that's a good point. It could be because videos and live videos really entering the scene right now. Yeah, Yeah, I would almost not recommend even posting if you don't have a graphic with it. I mean, Mm -hmm. because it's just won't get that organic reach unless you're having to pay to put dollars behind that post to get it seen more, but that's not worth it. I mean, your, your money could be better spent elsewhere. So let's say that I don't have any money to spend on stock photography. I am just really trying to bootstrap my business right now and I can't afford any stock photography, but I know it's really important after listening to this episode. So what are some tips that you can give to take stock photography yourself? Um, I mean, iPhones have a great cameras. I yes. personally use a Nikon photo or camera, so, right. but I love the high res. Mm-hmm. So that's just a me thing, but iPhones are not bad, especially like the iPhone sevens oh my goodness, yes. are incredible. The portrait mode on the new iPhone seven. I need, the I aperture. want it really badly. <laughs> Yeah, I want one too. Um, but yeah, there it's amazing. So window light, like early in the morning when mm-hmm. it's more of a cool tone okay. light. Um, so that means it's more blue instead of yellow. Mm-hmm. If for anyone that doesn't know that, so like right. in the afternoon it's more yellow, but you can easily edit those to be cooler toned also. Mm -hmm. But window light is something I use. um, And it's not harsh light. It's just that very soft, brighter light. Um, And I use white boards. You can get them at Hobby Lobby for maybe like $3 for like the nice shiny ones Mm -hmm. um, for a crisp white background. And that also bounces your light, which makes the shadows go away. Um, Mm -hmm. So you have one as your background um, that your objects are on and then one that is so you have your window and then pretty much parallel to your window you'll have another whiteboard to balance more light to make it brighter um, and then just use a chair to get up above your images basically right. and take a bird's eye view photo um, and that's an easy way to do stock that's super cheap with just objects around your house mm-hmm make a pot of coffee, you know, pour yourself some and take a photo of that. And that's an easy way to Mm -hmm. get early morning coffee photo for yourself or something. Right. That's such good advice. So you don't have to spend a lot. You don't have to go out on Amazon and buy a lighting kit. You don't have to go out and buy a really expensive DSLR. If you already have a DSLR, yeah, try to use it. But Brittany's just saying, you can grab your iPhone. It's okay. It doesn't have to be a big production. Just get your cute booty by a window in the morning so that you have your cool light 
and get a chair and use your iPhone and you'll be good to go. And cute props. I'm telling you, Dollar Tree. <laughs> Target dollar section. Oh yes. my gosh. I'm personally like I have stuff from that because I'm a well, I'm obsessed with Target, but um, it's isn't? cheap and they're cute. It's really easy to find stuff for stock. Yeah. And I I am kind of upset. I don't know why I'm just obsessed with Dollar Tree, but I am. And you can buy those glassware at Dollar Tree and put like really cheap flowers in it. Or you can buy their rocks. And there's just so many cool little things that you don't mm -hmm. really think of that are at Dollar Tree that you can buy. But yeah, the Target dollar section. And I mean, if you want to go more custom with it, you could even get on Etsy and grab some mm -hmm. trinkets from there. Yeah, I mean, I just use like even candles I have around my house sometimes or I have tons of pens so I'm always using my stedelters or some type of planner object right that I right and if you go to Dollar Tree there's also different colors of boards so you can use the white mm -hmm. and I love the white I love the white background because it's so clean but let's say your brand is darker and you want a black background or you just kind of want to mix it up a bit or if you want like a green or a pink or a blue or whatever you want use that board, like get the board and oh, yeah. put that as a background and mix it up. Well, and Hobby Lobby, they have um, like the shiplap looking boards for $2 mm -hmm. and it's just like a thin piece of cardboard paper and you can take amazing stock on that. I actually have one and I love the wood and it's a white wood, um, but I actually use my coffee table, which is a dark wood for mm -hmm. some stock too. And also there's marble contact paper. I'm yes. obsessed with Amazon. Ugh, Amazon and Target. <laughs> but yeah, mar marble contact paper is super inexpensive on Amazon. So you can get that there. I think it's like 2 or $3. It's not much at all. So, no. Yeah. Those are some really good options that you can start thinking about or getting in your mind if you want to start taking your own stock photography. Um, if you, let's say, don't have the money to buy stock photography, but you do have the time and you want to put in the time. See, so I could technically take stock photography myself, but I just don't have the time and I would rather pay a professional to do it for me. So that's kind of where I'm at in my business, but everyone is at different spots in their business. So if you if you find that you don't have a lot of extra time in your business and you really just want to focus on what's making you money, then I would definitely suggest to go uh, to stock photography shops. There are so many amazing online stock photography shops. So if we are wanting to hire a professional, Brittany, for custom mm -hmm. stock photography, I feel like a lot of people are a little scared about this process. So walk us through what you do with a custom stock photography client from start to finish when they contact you. So basically, I mean, you can message me on Facebook if you know, like if you've seen me in a group and mm -hmm. you've seen that I do stock, I've had people just private message me and say, hey, I'm really interested in this. Or on my website, you have a contact me page and you can email me. Right. Pretty much any form of contact. But basically, then we just talk about who you are, what your brand is, um, you know, what is it about your brand that you want to stand out. Mm -hmm. um, like I'm working on a custom for someone and her entire theme is about shining. Um, like she empowers women to shine in their her, their business. Um and so it's a lot of gold, which is really fun because I love the gold look. Yeah. Um, 
and we just talk about, okay, well, what do you want? Are there certain types of stock that you're interested in? Like, are you interested in the office space, which is most of what's out there? Do you need space for like empty space for text to be in? Just the basic types of stock that you see, like pretty much what do you want? And then I, you know, we talk about price, how many photos you'll be given. And I also let them know that nobody else can buy their stock. Like the custom that I make, only they can have it, which is kind of cool. And basically I give them like a small time frame of when I'll be able to, depending if I need to go buy some of the specific items that they want in their stock. Or if I don't have that specific color, I'll just go run to Hobby Lobby or something. <laughs> it really just depends on what they're wanting and if I have it or not. And once I have that done on my website, they'll be given a link and they can shop and check out through there. Then it's downloaded to them. And that's pretty much the whole process for me specifically. Right. So they contact you. They'll find you on either in Facebook group or your website or your email mm-hmm. somewhere. They'll... Or Instagram, like whatever. Instagram. Right. Yeah. I love your Instagram account. It's so pretty. <laughs> Every stock photographer's Instagram account is just the best ever. That's true. <laughs> so you, they find you and they'll reach out to you and then you will ask them questions about their brand, about, you know, you'll get to know them. So just be prepared to answer those questions about your brand if you're reaching out to the stock photographer and then they will either send you their product, right, in the mail. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they want you to photograph their product in a certain way, they can send you some maybe inspiration that they've seen on Pinterest that they kind of want you to mimic or something and then you'll create that with their product specifically or or if it's a service, they you kind of just get that vibe from them and the colors that right. you want and then kind of reenact that in your stock photography. So it's a pretty exactly. simple process. And I like to do, um, like I'll take a few and send them to them as proofs almost mm-hmm. of saying like, hey, is this direction we do want to go? Oh, that's a good idea. Um, and making sure I'm on the same page as them because I don't. I don't want to ruin, like, I want them to their brand to speak through right. the photos that I'm taking. Right. So that's a good idea, sending proof. So you make sure that you're going in the right direction before you do a full blown out, you know, photo shoot and everything. Correct. Right. I just want to make sure we are on the, on the same, same page, page before, yeah. you know, everything is all set in stone. It can be tough talking with clients online because it, there's so many barriers. I feel like it's different whenever you can meet up in person, but I don't know what it is, but it's just really hard to get all those details online. So it's really important that you're sending proofs and you know, you're making sure that you're going in the right direction. For any client-based business, it's always good to be sending proofs and making sure that you're on the same page with the client. Oh, yeah. So before we wrap up, I wanted to talk to you about websites. Websites is a, a big thing in the stock photography world because we have to fill our website with beautiful images. And oh, yeah. with website, there's this thing called bounce rate that's kind of like this, I, it can be either good or bad, but you don't want people to bounce off your website. And if your photography on your website is very poor quality, then people take your brand as poor quality brand. And that's sad because even if your business is just amazingly incredible, your photography speaks louder than that. What are some different ways that you've seen people use stock photography on websites? I mean, as their home pages. I mean, even right. just for links or just to draw your attention with text overlaid on them. I know that sounds so cliche and it's repetitive on every social media, but that's how you get 
people to look at your stuff. I mean, on mine, I have my stock photos everywhere. Just to draw attention to the text that I'm talking about, I know I sell the stock photos, but (laughs) that's just a decent example. I mean, it just shows who you are, especially if you don't have pictures of yourself on your homepage. You need some type of visual to keep people interested in your website. Right. I know for me, my slider is a big thing. And that's on my Mm -hmm. homepage. At the very beginning, you'll see my slider. And I will have a call to action button on it and everything. Um, I sell a lot of online programs. And I also have free online programs. Like my Convert and Monetize Your List course is free. And so I create these graphics with... And my stock photography image is this girl sitting on her laptop in her bed. Like super comfortable, just Mm -hmm. chilling. And I love that stock photography image. So I've kind of cropped it in a way to where not that it's a button but it's a super long image I guess it's a super short but long image so it's long width but short on height and then I will plug it in on my blog post so it's kind of like my call to action and I will have it I will like put that image in throughout my blog post maybe three to four times so when people click on the image it actually serves as a link on over to enroll in my program so that's something that I've been using stock photography images for is just call to actions on my website because I Mm -hmm. found that people will really look at that image more than they will just a text link or a button link and oh yeah it's just so much more powerful and the conversion rate is higher on your blog post and what I mean by a conversion rate is it's the rate of how many people actually go to your blog post and then it's the number of people that actually click on that image and convert on your blog post to your course so it's just that percentage but that's what I've been using stock photography a lot for recently but using it on your sidebars as well sidebars are huge I have my course graphics um, well for my free course I don't promote my paid course on my sidebar but for my free course, like I have a free SEO video series or I have a free, uh, my free convert and monetize your list course. I have those graphics that I've used my stock photography for and then I put them on my sidebar. So those are just three simple ways to use graphics on your website. Also for your shop page, having stock photography for your stock page and some of you have digital downloads so or a print and you can actually use stock photography for this as well like for instance Mm -hmm. Brittany has mock-ups correct you have a mock-up yes I'm still working on um, an entire collection that you can get but right even if you create stationery or something I'm working on mock-ups that you can you know insert your image into that Mm -hmm. with a really pretty background and everything so yes Mockups are amazing. They are. It's a plug and play. You can just plug it in and Photoshop or whatever you're using and then you can save that image and you're good to go. So you can use that as your product image. And I'm telling you, product images are so, so important. And it's it's really what people are going to, it's the deciding factor on whether they're going to buy or not for most cases. Um, Also, if you have a client like I used to be, as you all know, I used to do freelance web design a lot. I used uh, iMac mockups for my clients' uh, websites whenever I would finish them. I would always put the screenshot of their website in the iMac mockup. A lot of people came to me and they say, oh my gosh, I love the way this website looks in this mockup. And that's why they would want me to do their website is because their website just looked so pretty with flowers around the iMac. And so it's amazing what photography can do. And it can, you know, give you an extra $1,000 in sales for a client uh, just because you used a really pretty iMac mockup. So it's worth investing for sure Mm -hmm. in those uh, images. 
image display is so important. Even if you're sending your products to a stock photographer to take pictures of, mm -hmm. or if you're taking your own stock and using your products, make sure that they're so on point because mm -hmm. even if you're selling, I don't know, a Facebook marketplace or Etsy, if they are a nice photo, they're going to sell better. Right. And I, I didn't even think about to mention that is you could send your product or your product line to a photographer to photograph if you don't have someone that you can rely on to take those photos as well. So that's a great idea. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming to hang out with us. Can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram mm -hmm. at Brittany Ann Studio and it's Brittany with B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y. Um, some people just misspell that. And oh, there then are a my different ways to spell Brittany, I feel like. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. And then I'm at social.brittanyannstudio.com is my official website. And I do have a Pinterest also. It's Brittany Ann Stew, S-T-U. Perfect. Okay. okay. Well, yeah. thanks so much. Go find Brittany. Go look at her stock <laughs> photography. I will link all of her her links, her website, her shop, and everything in the show notes, which you know you can find at marketbeautifully.com slash podcast and just look for this episode. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. And thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. Bye. So there you have it. Stock photography is such a powerful tool in business that can be used creatively, duh, but also strategically. Take a look at what your photography on your website and on your social media or in your Facebook group. Uh, take a look at that and then take a look at what it's saying about your brand. Is it good? Is it bad? Does it need to be tweaked? Just really analyze it and then go from there. Well, thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I can't wait for next week where we get to hang out again. Keep marketing beautifully and and doing what you do best.